0: Welcome to the rig report. I am stoked this week. I've got the Sevon beard going. I've got the chase Ingram hair and I've got the Tommy and Sean no bull required out, outfit. We're good to go. This is going to be a solid episode. If you like what you see, make sure you hit that like button, smash that subscribe button and hit the notifier. So you're the first to know when new content becomes available. We have a lot of great content this week, as always, but we're going to start off with my good friend, Dex Hopkins, who has come out of retirement only to complete the best finish he has ever had at this stage of a CrossFit season, and he is competing at the Syndicate Crown in Knoxville, Tennessee uh, in that semifinal, and I am so stoked to see what he has changed uh, for all this to happen. All right, everyone. I am here with Lolo Hopkins, (laughs) Logan, as her mother calls her, and Dex Hopkins, a friend of mine, a friend of the show, and we are going to catch up with Dex because my man came out of retirement (laughs) and he is now competing at the Syndicate Crown. So, my man, you have not competed at the individual level in a... not 2018 regionals. Yeah, yeah, was really the last big individual competition you've done. You've now qualified. You are you've accepted your invitation. It is now five years later. Four years later.
1: Five, yeah, four years later, man. We're still we're still still got it. it hadn't passed us by yet, I don't think. Um, <laughs> so, and because people can't record videos or do standards, I moved up from like a hundredth to eighty-six. So who who knew? Who knew? All
0: you have to do is meet the standard, man.
1: It's so weird that that is a thing that they release in plain English that people can't do. They uh, And you know what else I was like super proud of is that I thought for sure because Scott was like going to retire. I was like, I think I'm the oldest dude to qualify or that's going to go because Scott's a year older than me. And uh, surely not. He's definitely at the same same uh, thing and he's he's doing it. So we knew that was coming though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for him to pass that up. Uh, he did so well in the opening quarters.
1: Yeah, dude, I had—I think I had COVID during the during the open. Like, I could not breathe, and I was so pissed because had, I had—I felt like I had such a good training year. And just like you know, I had a kind of temperature check competition with basically the Mac Field from last year at a Crash Crucible. That he's uh, actually a Masters Games athlete. His name's RJ. Runs it, um, and it's—I mean, very—it's like a mini mayhem. is how his gym set up. But very semi-like, like he is not scared to program hard stuff. And I think I ended up getting a six or seven. Um, and it was a good field. I mean, Marquand was there. Uh, Luke Parker was there. A few other good people. Basically, the top 10, 12 were all Mac guys and granny games guys. Uh, so, just get my ass kicked by Taylor Self there. And it was a good temperature check. Made me feel a little better about it. And um, so, so that technical was the last individual one. But, yeah, since it's been since 2018 regionals, which did not go so well. <laughs> um, well, it went, went, well, it went well. We, you know, we're pretty par for the course at regionals, but I feel a lot better this year. Um, just kind of as a whole. So we'll see. Well, So,
0: so what you call COVID I call out of shape.
1: Yeah, that's it. Look, <laughs> I had, I just couldn't breathe. And I did that first workout and I was like, okay, this makes sense. Nobody can breathe in this workout. and It just got worse. And I could not, I was like literally like just in a bad mood all the time, pissed off about it until, um, literally the Monday before quarter started and I like opened up It was weird. Um, so, and it's when all the pollen came out here. So it definitely, you know, wasn't a pollen thing. So I don't know. I didn't get tested. I was terrified to get tested cause I didn't want to know. Um, and I wasn't like hurting. I just couldn't breathe. It was literally in my face and chest and um, but we made it, didn't we? That's so right. what have you,
0: what have you changed in the last year that made you want mm. to attempt this?
1: uh super good question i i love training right like we've talked about that before i i enjoy what's the fancy instagram thing now the walk i guess i i enjoy training i don't think it is has ever it will, it will ever change maybe to the degree or to the intensity but like i just enjoy it i always have just because i see the good things it gave to me like through you know football season of life and then now through this kind of competitive career which i think is now longer than i play football um But it's just something I enjoy. And so this year, you know, after shooting media at all the semifinals last year, I uh, I just kind of got the bug and I wanted to see if I could still do it. So I told Jason Layden, he's got the guys with my coach for, you know, since the Romwe meet squad, um, since the French slowdown that year, a few years ago. And I was like, man, I think, you know, I want to qualify. I think I told you guys first, actually, on the pod this was the full circle right now yeah um but i told him i was like let's let's make a run um and so i lift almost none that's the only thing we've we've subtracted that i think just because i've always had like top end strength for you know crossfit and then uh, i do an ungodly amount of aerobic stuff just because that has literally always been a weakness maybe not the skills but time domains man just the long game was not something i had whether it was a lack of willingness to learn to pay stuff or that just wasn't sexy to me. I wanted to really just explode. And that's just how I viewed CrossFit. But we've tried to add that tool to the the shed this year, um, doing some long aerobic stuff. And then honestly, like training wise, that's just about it. The rest of it has been like back end recovery stuff. We got a sauna at the house. Um, My training schedule is obviously a little different now. We have two. Um, Anna's in school. So that's cool. We have a really uh super lucky to have a great nanny that comes for a few hours um in my wife, uh you know it's it's a super team effort and just kind of the village has gotten to where she and now uh has gotten to where it's, it's a thing we're all doing together which is awesome to to have that feeling uh and she's always been super supportive but the sauna the ice stuff i mean you see the crazy videos i put on instagram and they look cool but like dude I, i'm telling you at 33 which is you know CrossFit old NFL old um you know, the, the, he's uh, the, the oldest guy in the league at 30 years old, like they say in the league on the NFL all the time. And that's how I felt. I was like, because at some point it will pass me by. Right. I'm not a perennial games guy. I'm not, you know, I just like I like to work. And um, but it just it was cool to feel that it hasn't because I've added, you know, my nighttime routine is very strict, uh, you know, as strict as it can be with kids um we got the sauna we get in every night Marilyn gets in with me we do the ice um and all those things that look cool uh, on the internet but they just the dividends they've paid dude my body feels so good um and you know your kind of availability is your uh you know how it is so the 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 war of attrition i feel like i'm winning i feel really good i've been able to go really hard all year and um that's it is she checking you out right now
0: yeah so I got to cover the semis last year alongside you yeah. um, and the games. How much did that itch come from being that close to the floor without being on the floor?
1: Ah, it, I just like being there, you know, I told you, like, I love the space and I value the friendships I've made in the space. Uh, like you, you know, the whole squad Chandler, uh, just all my, some of my closest friends I've met, you know, on or close to the floor or in the space in some capacity. And that, you know, that kind of group grows every year, just, um, with just meeting quality people. And so every time I get in it, I'm like, man, I really like, I enjoy this. Like, this has been my favorite thing. And like, I'm supposed to be like an old fat ball coach, you know, like I was going to be a high school and look, I was going to be a high school football coach and, you know, got just a trajectory changed. And it last year at Granite Games, seeing Chandler do really well. And it'd be kind of a a different approach for him being with Ben for the first full season. Uh, and it was just very businesslike and he, you know, I thought had a great year, maybe not as the best year on the scoreboard, but just uh, as, as far as like professionally and being in kind of this just harmonious space for him, like those things make me really happy seeing the people I care about that I've met in the space do really well. And it just makes me want to kind of do it alongside them as much as I can uh, or even more so. Like being in the pit was awesome. Like. Uh, I got on training day Dave's, uh, shirt now, like you, like I, there, there's no facet of it that I don't meet people that are awesome. Um, and so it's just, you know, seeing if we can still wiggle into this space and maybe not be in the media pit and stuff like that. But if I had to be in the media pit, I'd still be cool with it. Cause it's, you know, it's a party down there.
0: So you're like the Jason Witten and Gronk of CrossFit.
1: You know, I play tight end. So you're really speaking to my heart right now. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I do my research. Gonna, you know that. Yeah, that's right. Well, dude, Jason Whitn, what did he come back that year, just after a few years off? Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just I, I love it, man. No, nothing changed. I did a little bit of jiu-jitsu, which was awesome. A um, new a new world. Um, did some competitions with that, and it was really fun. But I will say, people talk crazy about CrossFit and your body feeling weird. I felt like a bag of garbage doing that, uh, and then understandably so. It is literally fighting. Uh, but you know, I would, I would train a little bit in the morning, much less CrossFit. go for about two hours every night at, at Jitsu, just cause I guess I actually do have addictive personality. Um, and it just, it wasn't the same, man. The people are incredibly nice. It is very similar, uh, environment community wise, but it just, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the, i ain't going to say first love cause that was football, but it wasn't the, the same love I had for this. Um, so yeah, it's uh we we'll, we're going to do it as long as we can and I got to cannot wait for Masters. We got year and a half, baby. Year and a half we're going to 35. So, we're just in a data collection season.
0: So, I want to I want to finish up with a little bit of Jason Laden. Um I've talked to Ron Ortiz, I've talked to Annie Sakamoto. Mm. You know, they love that dude. So, you've been with him for quite a while now. Yeah. And uh what what does he bring to coaching that, is what you need?
1: Uh, he, he. one, he, he never stopped coaching me. Like even when I was kind of retired and, you know, saying, hey man, I'm gonna train, but there's no, you know, a goal here. And if you don't want to work, I understand. Like I, I presented that to him and he just, he's a human, man. He's very human uh, on top of being like a very intelligent and, and as far as like programming, very like-minded with me uh, approach wise. Um, and he is just a good, a good human to move through the seasons of the season with right like he's not a guy that's gonna run you into the ground all year um it's a very scientific uh load management uh kind of system that he runs uh and he takes care of you like I said like I'm you know I'm the oldest I've ever been but I also feel the best I've ever felt and then I feel the fittest I've ever been um because I mean like quarterfinals necessarily was not good workouts for me um and you know 86th in North America where it's not a a region of however many guys and that I mean that may have been the best finish I've ever had um so and that, that was a work a thing that had pistols and GHDs are literally my worst thing like I would have rather that workout be 30 muscle-ups around than 30 GHDs and 30 pistols um but it's just uh, it's attention to detail and it is more so that's that's not limited to your true coach profile it is you know my, he is he's available and he uh it's not a burden to him to be a human and be like kind of a companion to walk through that stuff with so he's He's a solid dude, um, and in general, Co- great coach. Obviously, like I mean, Annie and Ron won last year. Like across divisions, he's a good coach, um, and you see that. I mean, he's got teams, he's got individuals every year, um, and he, he quietly walks that out. Um, he's, he's getting to where he's heavy on the social media now, putting out a lot of uh, nuggets and stuff. But um, and you figure out he's a really smart, old school OPT guy. Uh, used to work with James Fitzgerald and stuff, um, which my first coach also was that Mike McElroy um so i just i i appreciate that side of it because I, I coach too and i program um but it's the human part man there's the things i value like you know that about me like i'm i want, I want to high five everybody and tell them i appreciate them and, and all this stuff and i do uh, no matter what the role is um but the, that's that's been his role to me man is, is um a really good human for it uh just and, and you can tell like there's there's a reason like you know that age group with um, like Annie and Ron, I mean, you know, you, you can't be a shithead and, and manage those people. Right. Um, and he's not. So it's, you know, I think the, the amount of people he has at the, the highest levels to kind of speak to and a longevity. I mean, he's had people, you know, nobody's in and out. Uh, usually one I feel like once they get there, that's he's their coach, um, unless there's like some extenuating circumstances like, um, you know, Kelly, me, Kelly. Uh, Brooke and Chris, like Chris has got his team. They all want to do the same programming. Will's still one of his athletes. Um, Kelly's on a team in Texas with Jordan Cook this year. They should be really good. Um, and she, they kind of, I say broke up, but they, you know, they all want to be doing the same programming in-house and that, which is cool. That's an extenuating circumstance, but um, you know, it's just a human part. He's, he's, he's a really good human.
0: Well, I just want to say, you know, I learned last year, uh, being close with, uh, Christy, how tough it can be watching your friends compete, uh, when you're actually closer than just acquaintances. So syndicate's going to be tough, but, uh, cause I think I have you and Christy both that yeah. weekend. Yeah. Uh, so we will see how that goes, but I am going to wish you the best. I'll be there cheering you on as loud as anybody else, man.
1: Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. It's gonna be a good weekend. She's there. Uh, my athlete, Holly Henderson's there in the female field and then a uh, man of war CrossFit is my team. So we are, we are all <laughs> going to be there. We're just going to knock it all out one weekend and then coast off in the sunset, see what happens. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, man. It's always a good time.
0: And what's cool is you and you and Christie and Patrick all kind of started in the same area of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, so talk about full circle.
1: Dude, it's a really weird. So Christie used to be a Derby city CrossFit like member uh and the first competition i did in kentucky was me pat and darwin who would be on our team later in 2017 at maximus and uh yeah dude seeing her you know where she's at now versus where she was like kind of you know regionals trying to break through person to her now i think any year she wants to qualify she'll do it um you know given they don't make you work out outside in a thousand degrees and weird stuff um yeah but yeah so that's another episode but um (laughs) Yeah, I, I enjoy them, man. Especially now seeing like, uh, if you have a new Pat before their YouTube channel, not a very outspoken guy. Uh, it's so weird for me to be waving a bottle around on one of these now. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, to see them like have the, the personality kind of burst out, which is it's awesome. So, you know, just another thing to get to see people, you know, move through life and in the space. So, yeah, it's been cool.
0: Well, enjoy your lunch, Lolo. <laughs> so,
1: so we done now, homie. I chug. And Uh, we'll see you soon, Dex. All right,
0: brother. Thank you so much, Dex. Uh, Awesome conversation as always. Love getting to catch up with you anytime we have that opportunity. Next up, we have nutrition expert Cheryl Nasso and host of Fit Body Secrets uh, right here on the Clydesdale Media Network. She's going to talk to you about how CrossFitters can get leaner, stronger, and faster.
2: All right, guys, what is up? This is Coach Cheryl here from Fit Body Secrets here to bring you guys your nutrition tip of the week. And today I am gonna talk to you guys a little bit about how to identify if you guys are under eating, uh, some different types of under eating, how to kind of differentiate between which category you might fall into and some things you guys can be doing to help address the situation and how it can actually help you lose weight faster, get leaner faster, perform better faster if you take the time to dial this stuff in. So first and foremost, Let's talk about the different types of undereating. I think the main, uh, the main way that most people are familiar with is this concept of like not getting in enough calories in general, right? So we have been fed to you've you heard that saying is I'm not eating enough to lose weight, or I I know that I'm undereating, right? So when it comes to undereating calories, so typically what you're going to see is if you're trying to lose weight. You are actually technically specifically or intentionally underfeeding yourself calories so that you can get that weight to come down. Now, the problem with doing this for too long or in too much of an extreme is that our body is going to adapt that calories. And I can say that whole thing for another episode. In fact, I think my last podcast episode was actually talking a lot about this metabolic adaptation. Um, but so that's one type of under eating is under eating overall calories, but there's another type of under eating that often goes, uh, kind of like not really emphasized and it actually is probably more prevalent in the CrossFit community, which is under eating specific nutrients and not getting in enough of the right thing. So this is common where people are getting in enough calories, but the types of calories they're getting. Aren't really fueling or optimizing them for the body composition that they want, the performance gains that they want, their energy levels throughout the day, and all those kinds of things. And and there's a couple of reasons why. One is we're being fed and told the wrong information on social media, and two, they just don't know what they don't know. They don't know exactly what they're going what's going in, uh, and they think they're doing the right thing by feeding themselves "quote unquote" healthy. Or maybe they just don't even know what healthy looks like. So they're just trying to make the best of the situation. So this is why I full-heartedly believe in taking the time to learn how to eat and not how to diet, because I know that by doing that, you guys are going to get the body you want without having to try for it. So two types of under eating, under eating overall calorie intake or under eating specific macronutrients or even nutrients in general, micronutrients as well. So um, how do you know if you're undereating? Well, for most people, um, if you have been living in a specific dietary protocol for a long time, and when I say that it might not be intentionally following a diet, it's just the way you've eaten for the last two, five, seven, ten 10 years. Um, you might not even know you might be feeling a little sluggish, but just think that this is normal. You might have some mood issues, some anxiety, depression, all those types of things. Guys, those can also all be signs that you aren't getting in enough overall calories or enough nutrients and, and other things that you don't even think about things like changes in your digestion, things that, uh, changes in your sleep, um, even your recovery from workouts, even things like injuries can all be signs of undereating. Uh, and kind of going into the athlete uh, realm of things is for a long time, there was this thing about like, oh, you're overtraining, you're overtraining. And what they've learned over the last 10 to 14 years through research is that it's never usually a training problem, it's usually a recovery problem. And part of that is nutrition. So if you know you have signs of like energy, maybe you don't even know, but you're suspecting that you're you actually aren't living up to your optimal level of excitement in your day, or your mood is off or your sleep is off. And you're, you're kind of curious. Now I want to give you guys some tips on how to kind of address this and, and how do we really tell, am I under eating? What am I under eating? How do I fix this? And this starts with honestly, number one is keeping an accurate food journal. It doesn't matter if it is using an app, if it is literally taking the time to write it down on a piece of paper, which at 19 years old, I used to do that. Um, but just assessing how much overall calorie intake you're taking in uh, and and what your habits are like throughout the day, Like how frequently are you eating? How does that line up with your energy levels? You know, like, for instance, some people, they might not eat until one or two o'clock in the afternoon, but they're like, "I'm so sluggish in the morning. Maybe you should start with breakfast. You know, vice versa. Somebody might eat in the morning and skip lunch because they're busy. And then two or three o'clock they're, getting a little sluggish and they're looking for caffeine. Maybe you should be eating a little bit more energy throughout the day. So number one is keeping just an accurate food journal and getting an idea for how much overall calories you're taking in and also what the makeup of those calories look like in terms of micronutrients and macronutrients. So are you getting in a lot of whole foods that are high in vitamins and minerals? Are you getting in enough protein to fuel your body and to recover your body? Are you getting in enough carbohydrates to fuel your activity. And this is the big one. And this is the one I'm going to focus on now as I kind of close this out is that most CrossFitters are fed a dietary protocol that typically limits carbohydrates. Now, when it comes to energy intake from carbs and fats, carbohydrates are your body's primary source of fuel. That is what your body prefers to use as fuel. And the absence of carbohydrates, our body can make fuel uh, glucose via uh, glucogenesis, where it takes protein and converts that into sugar. Uh, And then lastly would convert fat into, into sugar. So most CrossFitters are very carb phobic. They're told that carbs are a bad thing. However, sometimes addressing eating enough carbohydrates can help a person perform better, have more energy, help them actually just live a healthier, better life and they end up losing weight as a side effect of that, because now their body is actually burning more in their day. When you have more energy, you're more likely to be more active, right? You're more likely to push a little bit more intensity in your workout when you're not tired. And and I'm really going to harness in on that carbohydrate number, because the other thing is, as I mentioned, uh, under eating isn't just a calorie thing, because sometimes we can be getting in enough calories overall, but we're not getting in the right type of calories. And this is also big in the CrossFit community, because... You know, a lot of people have been told about the paleo diet and and different types of dietary protocols like keto, where restricting carbohydrates is okay. But what happens is those people tend to really overdo it on a much more calorie dense macronutrient, which is fat they tend to eat a lot more fatty foods. They're not getting in that carbohydrate that they need to fuel their energy, but they're getting in too many calories. And this is where they walk that, that line of like, why am I not losing weight? Why am I, I'm doing so well. I'm following this strict plan. I'm not eating any of those foods and I'm still not losing weight. In fact, maybe you're gaining weight. That was me at one point. So making sure that you're dialing in calorie intake, but also the macronutrient breakdown of those. This is how you learn how to eat. And I'm gonna honestly save my whole tangent about how macros is getting out of control on uh, a different episode for you guys. But for for today, what I want you guys to really do is take yourself seriously. Let yourself get the best out of your CrossFit experience in the class by taking the time to really dial in your nutrition. Optimize your life by optimizing how you're fueling it. That's all I got for you guys today. See y'all later.
0: Thank you again, Cheryl. And don't forget to check out more of Cheryl's content right here on the Clydesdale media network and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Next up, we have Catherine and Dave from fantasy fitnessing and they're at it again, looking at the first week of the CrossFit semifinals and what sticks out to them and what you need to look for as we go into that first week. Hi
3: everyone. Catherine and Dave here from fantasy fitnessing We are just gonna do a little bit of what we're watching in week one for the semifinals. We are dropping like a full preview show for each semifinal, but we thought today would just do kind of a little interesting sample of the little what we're watching snippets for the first three semifinals. So that will be Torian Pro in Australia, The Lowlands Throwdown and Syndicate Crown. So Dave, what's fun to watch for Torian?
4: Yeah, so Torium Pro. Uh, so, this is the semifinal that I'm probably looking forward to watching the most, uh, which is good for me since it is in the first week. On the women's side, uh, we've got the battle of Tia versus Kara uh, 2022 round one, hopefully. So, we got the top two women from the worldwide ranking in quarterfinals going head to head. have Tia competing for the first time on home soil since I think 2019, Torium Pro. Uh, I'm looking forward to see them going head-to-head now and then getting Madison, um, you know, watching these two in the Fibonacci final in the redeemed endowment dominant uh, is what got me hooked on CrossFit in the first place. So um, anytime that I can see those two women battle back and forth, um, I'll be there watching.
3: Yeah, it's going to be amazing. You're not going to be the only person stoked to see those yeah. two going head-to-head that weekend.
4: Yeah, because so, like, it'll be um, since 2018 was the last time they went head to head, so um, at least at full speed. I know Kara was at the games last year, but not in not her full capacity for sure. Yeah. And then on the men's side, uh, so we got six or six athletes essentially battling for three game spots. So we got last year's uh, games athletes: Royce, Dunn, Baden, Brown, and Jay Crouch. I'll um, finish top 22 at the CrossFit games last year. You got Ricky Garrard um, returning from suspension. Uh, he looks like he is absolutely fired up and ready to hit the competition floor there. You got uh, fan favorite and past games athlete, James Newberry um, also in the mix. And, and then you got a former CrossFit teen athlete, um, kind of rising young gun, Bailey Martin who finished third in Oceana quarterfinals also in the mix too. So, Uh, the battle for these three game spots um, is going to be intense. Uh, And then uh, if there's anybody else there fighting for her last chance qualifier, it's going to be tough to advance on that side as well.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a fun men's field to watch. And then switching over to Lowland's Throwdown.
4: So Lowland's Throwdown, uh, I guess, you know, starting with women's head again, uh, looking forward to seeing Megala and Horvath square off again. Um, they had kind of a, a back and forth uh, battle last year between uh, the two of them with you know, Horvath finishing second at the Games uh, last year. Uh, Megala then you know, took a, a podium spot at third at Rogue. Uh, and then Horvath and then coming back and winning the Dubai CrossFit Championship. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing these two go back and forth um, in 2022. Kind of, you know, both of them are right up there with the the next generation of elite female athletes along with, you know, Mal O'Brien. So to see them, you know, kick us off um, in week one with that uh, battle between the two of them would be interesting. And then also on the women's side, um, looking forward to seeing, you know, both Sarah Sigmund's daughter, um, how she's going to be performing after what we saw uh, in Wadapalooza. Waterloo- uh, and Lucy Campbell, um, so she kind of, you know, burst into the spotlight with her uh, performance in Wadapalooza. So looking to see what uh, she can do under the lights again with, you know, a little bit more pressure put upon her now that she's in the limelight.
3: Yeah, both those matchups are going to be super fun. I didn't realize that Horvath and Megala went, like, back and forth in terms of beating each other all last season. So so it's two for Horvath, one for Megala right now. So we'll see if Megala can square that up.
4: Then switching over to the men's side, you know, I think again there's five spots here available for the games, and we have six athletes from the 2021 games competing. So you got BKG uh, Lazar Dujic, uh, both top ten of the games last year, and you got Oldest Upniks, Luka Dujic, Sam Stewart, and Adrian Mundweiler um, all competing there. And then you got a couple other up and comers coming along as well. So. It may, who gets the game spot out of this one is going to be super tough. Um, and we kind of touched on it in a previous podcast about, you know, how many times people make it to the games and uh, you get fields like this. And this is why people have gap years in their resume.
3: Yeah. Could be interesting to see who's ending up at last chance out of that group. Cause there's lots of like talking about the European women, but looking at this field, European men also has a lot of talent in it okay, so that's our little tidbits for lowlands throwdown and then on to the syndicate crown
4: so syndicate crown uh, on the women 's side, you know a lot has been you know talked about just you know how field strength's been moved around, but looking at North American quarterfinals, four of the top ten finishers from quarterfinals are at this event on the women's side. So you got uh, Alexis Raptus, Haley Adams, Ariel Lowen, and Christy O'Connell. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, again, how uh, kind of this elite group goes head-to-head in this competition. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Alexis Raptus fares against these four women since they were all top 20 at the games last year. And on the men's side, um, you know, the, the battle for the top will be interesting between Hopper and Medeiros last year. Hopper did super good, obviously, uh, winning uh, Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge last year ahead of Medeiros, who is third. Uh, looking forward to seeing Scott Panchik um, compete during retirement. So we'll see how, how he does. Uh, but, you know, I think he's probably destined to, to finish on the podium again here. Uh, but more importantly, on the men's side is going to be the battle for probably the last two game spots. So, you know, you have uh, an, a second-tier group of athletes. you got... Taylor Self, Will Morad, Tudor Megda, Scott Tetlow, James Sprague, Cole Gebbisher, and Matt Poulin. Uh, You know, we got seven guys here competing for potentially two game spots. So, you know, any other semifinal, they could certainly be moving on, but you're going to have a couple of guys here missing last chance as well. So, uh, this battle throughout the weekend is definitely going to be fun to watch as well.
3: Oh, yeah. That many actually pushes some of those guys not even to last chance, like seasons done. Yeah.
4: Yeah. There's, there's a lot online for these guys. Like it's not just, you know, limp through in advance. It's, you know, it's a battle just time. to, just to make it. So.
3: Wow. Cool. Yeah. So that's sort of what we're looking at for week one through those three semifinals. Um, yeah. Have some fun. We will be setting up uh, salary cap games with all these athletes. So make sure that you get your fantasy lineup set. We will be posting on Instagram. So follow us there at fantasy fitnessing. And if you don't have an account already at fantasyfitnessing.com, get signed up there and you'll get the email notification when that game kicks off.
0: All right. We will see you on the leaderboard. Thank you, Dave and Catherine and make sure to check out more information from Dave and Catherine on their Instagram handle at fantasy fitnessing. And right here on the Clydesdale media network, YouTube channel. Now, We have Taylor, Teddy, and Matt from the Blue City crew. They're going to look at the Masters quarterfinals that just took place this last weekend.
5: And welcome to the Blues City portion of the RIG report. Uh, It is the week after our uh, age group online quarterfinals Mm -hmm. just finished up. Yep. And we are talking uh, specifically about the master's athletes. And if it was, the first question is, if it was a good enough test to go from the top 10% to the top 30. And I will start with our resident master's athlete, Matt Detman.
6: <laughs> um, my initial thought was maybe we needed a little bit more skill to skill to it. Um, it was kind of opposite we were talking right before we hit record that last year it was a lot lot more skill involved not as heavy this year a lot more heavy um not as much skill um but i do think i do like that we added another level this year that there wasn't a, even though i was part of it i got direct sent to the games from you know from quarters i do like that there's a semi in there you know yeah. we kind of talked about this on a different show like it, i would love to be in person for that but mm-hmm. it's it I, you know, hey, it's baby steps here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there does need to be another level of tests, and you can do a lot of different things. You know, you can you can really load that heavy, full of skill on there. So I think this was another, um, you know, kind of way to measure, and I think it was good enough to get to the to get to the, to find the ten that they're going to send to the games. Out yeah. Of the 30.
7: And we've kind of talked about how we felt last year was more strength fo- or skills skill. focused. Um, you just had a lot higher volume of the yeah. skill movements. This year you only have 10 ring muscle ups. You only have 20 pistols. Um, you know, it, only 45 handstand push-ups in a workout with 150 calories of rowing. Um, and you can maybe get away with that this year. I think we said that it'll be interesting to see what semifinals look like for the Masters because um, if those athletes, or if those tests don't have that high of skill, um, we've kind of had you know the Open a little bit less skill. Quarterfinals, maybe not as much skill as last year. And then that semifinals is the, now the um, way to get finally to the games. And if that doesn't have that skill, I think we're going to um, – it needs to be a better rounded test. But right now, for where we stand, I think it's okay. Um, I think the tests were good. They definitely, you know, um, I think a lot of people's weaknesses were exposed, which is, you know, what you want to see. There's a kind of a, nobody besides maybe the top couple people in the age group was, you know, for, you know, one through 20 in every single workout. And so I think that's kind of good to see that at least there's a a variance between all the athletes. If you
6: think about that, so, you just set it forty-five handstand push-ups. If you can't do forty-five handstand push-ups, you probably shouldn't be at this level of mm-hmm. of the competition yet, anyways. But if you get direct sent to the games from this, you know, last year there was a couple of sections where you had to do a 40 to, 42 foot section of unbroken handstand walking, and they haven't even tested that yet. So yeah. you know, you could have a a big hole there in a, in a game with potentially mm-hmm. somebody there that could be standing looking at a field, not being able to walk. So I think that opens up the door to do some additional testing in the semifinal round. So I do like the the way that this is set up this year, even though I thought the test was appropriate for the stage of competition. For sure.
7: Yeah, I think so. Like I said, I can't officially say is enough yet, but once we see some semifinals workouts, I think we'll have a better picture of everything.
5: There you have it. It's a short one here for us
0: for the rig report this week, but we will be back uh, with more next week. So right now back to you guys. Thanks. Thank you guys. We love the Blue City crew, and we're super stoked now that they have a video podcast that's available right here on the Clydesdale Media Network. And finally, I had the opportunity to sit down with Colton Mertens and his girlfriend, Allie Zerke. We all know Colton from the CrossFit Games last season and the semifinals, but Allie, his girlfriend, is now going to the MAC on Team CrossFit Kilo 2, um, and she is, yeah, part of that team. So she's hoping to punch her ticket to the CrossFit Games so that they can go together as a couple. So at what what stage of your relationship are you right now? Oh
5: right now we're uh, still dating, but we've been together for I guess coming up on three years now. So yeah, pretty serious. We just met we met at the at the gym in Sierra Falls at CrossFit Kilo just a little over three years ago and yeah, have been been together since then.
0: So is the pressure mounting, Colton, for you to uh, step up your game here?
5: Yeah, it seems like it. A lot of people (laughs) ask me that quite a bit. um, Yeah, I just uh, don't want to deal with the whole wedding thing while we're in the thick of training right now, I guess, is is the reason. But, yeah, I mean, she's moved in with me and everything, and we're building the house later this summer. So, I mean – pretty much as official as it gets uh,
0: without, without a ring, I suppose. So is, uh, is that an acceptable excuse, Allie? Uh,
8: I'll give it to him. You know, we've got a few things we want to achieve before we uh, go through with the wedding, maybe a place to live on our own first. So yeah, I'll give it to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys don't know who this is, uh, Colton was a CrossFit games competitor on a team uh, with CrossFit. I think it was Kilo back in the day, right? Yep. CrossFit Kilo out of Cedar Falls, Iowa. Yeah, and now, and then last year you were an individual competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, Allie is now a team member at CrossFit Kilo. Kilo 2,
8: yeah.
0: Kilo 2. Is it yeah. a different location?
8: Yeah, Kilo 2 is about an hour and a half south of like the original Kilo.
0: Okay. And that's located in what city?
8: Iowa City.
0: Iowa City, okay. So I actually, not being from there, thought that it was the second team. Oh, of yeah, Kilo, so yeah. I was on the leaderboard looking to see where Kilo one was, and I was like, "Ooh, Kilo two did better than Kilo one." <laughs> but uh, I thought it was like an A team and a B team, but really, you're the the A team at a different location. That makes way more sense now. Yep. Yeah.
5: Okay. She moved down here with me. She's uh, too far away from Kilo Sierra Falls to be on a team with them now, with uh new team requirements and all that stuff. So. <clears throat> yeah, Kilo too was uh, looking to put a team together and then once I moved down here um, she was within that uh, distance requirement and um, it was close enough that she can drive there and train the uh, required amount and all that stuff and we we're friends with a lot of people there so it was a good fit and yeah they've been training hard ever since.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it seems to have worked out that you get to be on a team there instead of the original Kilo. Um, cause you're doing awesome this year. Yeah, uh,
8: I mean, I was surprised.
0: <laughs> so I want to, I want to recap a little bit of Colton and then I want to get into Ali's journey to where you are in your fitness today. Um, so we had, we had Colton on, we, he was our first ever guest, not our first ever guest. We were your first ever podcast and now you're like blowing up. You're, you're like Sevons. Um, friend now and you're on these mm-hmm. big episodes and um, Wad Zombie is making stickers of you. You yeah. have your own website now with with merch.
5: Yeah, I got a lot of things going on. It's really <coughs> busy um, you know, both inside of training and out. Just kind of always looking for things to do. Um, looking for ways also to make money to support my training, buying new you know, new gym equipment and we're building a gym and at home this summer, so trying to find things to um, you know, progress financially. And you know, just really staying busy, looking for opportunities. And uh, you know, always just kinda of working. If I'm not training, then I'm finding something else to work on with the, with whether it's recovery work or building a website and creating the shirts with Ali or uh, you know, in know, Wad Zombie, he kinda of took that <clears throat> um kind of upon himself to make the stickers and he's been supporting athletes with that and He's got some other cool things in the works right now that I think he's going to be releasing soon. And uh, he's got some cool stuff.
0: So last year was your first trip to the games. Mm -hmm. I I talked to you on Sunday. We actually recorded an episode for Morning Chalk Up when I was working for them. And uh, it got lost. (laughs) Lost somewhere in one of the data drives. It wasn't the best day to talk to you. But I thought I got some really cool answers to some of the questions because you were still, I think, in that like process of I can't believe it's over.
5: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> definitely going through a lot of emotions that day, um, especially since I stuck around, stayed at the, you know, on campus there at the games and watched the events and just wanted to be out there and, uh, you know, not having time to kind of process and sit down and think about things totally yet yeah, was so just in that phase of disappointment and replaying things from the weekend, and uh, kind of <coughs> already starting the game plan and uh, figure out the training plan and things we're going to change this upcoming season. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, don't <laughs> we got our dog over here
0: He's about to knock over the tripod stand. But, uh, yeah. We love we love dogs on this show. <laughs> um, you you said something that day that really stuck with me and I thought was a really good, honest answer to what was going on. And, and that is that you had trained so hard on the elements to get you to the games that it didn't leave time to train for the elements at the games.
5: Yeah. A lot of those game, those uh, kind of movements and workouts, you really only see at the games. Uh, I think of things like swimming, um, things like the pig flip, a lot of odd object stuff and things like that. Um, I really, in my mind, couldn't justify training those when I still had these holes to fill in my Cause so I thought, you know, it doesn't matter how good I get at swimming, how good I get at uh, odd object stuff. Um, if I don't get better at things like rowing, wall balls, rope climbs, stuff like that, then it's not going to matter because I'm not going to make it to games in. So, yeah, just really was focusing on that stuff, and still am yeah, focusing on it. And I've been seeing saw major improvements last season, and um, equal or greater improvements again this season. Really happy with how things have been progressing, especially like rowing. You know, um, just looking at the quarterfinals last season, my worst finish was the uh, event five, the power, the snatches and the burpee box jump overs. And this year we had a very similar workout for event five, and it was. Um, you know, it started with a sprint on a rower and then both the same movements. And it went from being my worst event to, you know, a top 100 finish in the quarterfinals.
0: So I was really happy with that. So I kind of want to shift gears to Allie. Um, so you are the better half of this couple. And Thank you. <laughs> And then wh- where do you get the confidence that you can be like on an elite team?
8: Um, Actually, I was... At the Kilo 2 competition, was it in October of this past year, and um, they, uh, the coach there, the owner there, they had been watching me and they just kind of asked if I wanted to, they knew I was moving closer, so they asked if I wanted to join their team, and I, I signed up for the Open my first time in 2019, I guess, it would, or 2021 was the first time I actually signed up for it, um, it would have been last year and did the movement to all Rx, and I was happy with how I placed. So I was like, maybe I'll give it a go this year. I've been training a lot harder. I've been living with Colton, so it's hard to get less fit. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, sure, I'll try it. I mean, it's a team, so it's, you get a little, I feel like I have a little bit more confidence because it's not all riding on me, but I also want to push myself that much harder to not let anybody down. But I felt like it was the perfect uh, opportunity to see what a little bit higher level competition felt like without uh, just completely committing um, my whole
5: life do it right away so yeah. yeah it's been really neat to see her progress since she's kind of started taking things more seriously and she's gotten she's gotten better pretty quick I mean she's made a lot of really good improvements um you know her general engine's really good her capacity is good her strength's been getting a lot better and uh, you know she, her, she doesn't have a ton of weaknesses other than as many things that we just have a hard time training here at home um <clears throat> like you know, I can't stand wild well. three muscle ups. Um, a little bit harder to train here in the garage, but i um, You know, she's been getting a lot better at those, especially since uh, starting to
0: train at Kilo Two.
8: Yeah, since season started, I've had a good opportunity to get those things practiced. So. Well,
0: it's funny because when I first met you in person at Granite Games, I th- I thought you were an athlete. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are now. Yeah, I guess so. Thank you, Colton and Allie. It's always awesome to catch up with you. I love seeing you guys at events. And so that does it for this week of the Rig Report. If you like what you heard, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new content becomes available. All that really helps us out. And also, if you like what you saw, let us know in the comments. If there's something that you want to see that we're not offering right now, leave that in the comments as well. We'd love to hear your feedback and how we can make this show better for you. See you next time on The Rig Report.